Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Today we are going to talk about Bible prophecy. Don't turn the channel. We're going to talk about Bible prophecy. You see, ever since this crusade has come up, he has really been limiting me on the things that are put on the radio, and I think that's for a reason. And the reason he wants me teaching on Bible prophecy right now specifically in this case is we may be very close to the things that I'm going to be reading today actually happening in our country. So I'm going to start off by saying I love America, and I've done everything that I possibly can for the last 31 years since I heard of Dimitri Dudeman and the fall of America to try to stop the fall of America by warning people. Now, how's it gone? Well, let's see, we're a massive, big radio ministry and TV ministry, and people from all across the nation are listening and repenting and changing. No. Instead, they don't want to hear this message, and consequently, that's the reason it's coming. We're going to cover that scripture here in just a second. I'm going to start at Jeremiah 51, verse 8. You remember the angel that spoke to Dimitri said, Dimitri said, well, if it's in the Bible, then I can tell the Americans. If it's not in the Bible, then I can't tell them. And the angel specifically said, tell them to read Jeremiah chapter 8 through 15, Jeremiah 51, 8 through 15, and Revelation 18, the whole chapter. So we're going to start right there. Jeremiah 51, verse 8. Babylon, the word that God calls America, is Babylon. Now, the word Babylon means confused. And I think that's obviously a very good answer because America's confused. Who is God? Is that Buddha or is that Allah? Who is God? Well, because of that, we've fallen apart. Okay, so let's go on. Babylon has suddenly fallen and destroyed. It's not a long process. It's actually in one day. In one hour, so great riches will come to naught. It's suddenly fallen and destroyed. Howl for her. Take balm for her pain. If so, she may be healed. We would have healed Babylon, but she is not healed. Forsake her. And let every man go into his own country, for her judgment reacheth unto heaven and is lifted up to the skies. A lot was said in those words. Let me explain. It says we would have healed Babylon. I believe that we are in the days when that is taking place right now. That's being fulfilled right now in our headlines. In other words, this is America's chance to be healed. This is America's last chance to repent. Specifically, I think the election of Donald Trump is our last chance to be healed. But we don't accept the healing. I think this 88,000 people about to be arrested is part of the healing. But instead of thanking God for rounding up the sex traffickers and the corrupt individuals running our country. Instead, people get angry and they start protesting. They start burning things and start looting and shooting and killing people. They start, well, an internal revolution. But she is not healed. Forsake her and let us everyone go into his own country for her judgment reacheth unto heaven. Now, what does that mean? Let everyone go into his own country. It means that if, for example, you're ancestors came over from France, God is saying you might want to consider returning to France. Or say your ancestors came over from Norway. Maybe he's saying you want to return back to your own country. This next phrase is very important. It takes a little understanding. For her judgment reacheth unto heaven. Well, I thought everybody's judgment reaches unto heaven. No, not America's, because we were covered with the blood of Jesus. Our sins have been covered for many generations. But as our nation has turned away from Jesus, now our sins are no more covered by the wedding garment. So consequently, our judgment now reaches unto heaven. 
this cannot be talking about any other nation but a nation that is highly Christian, one that has been covered by the blood of Jesus for a long time. As far as I know, we're the only nation that fits that criteria and is lifted up even under the skies. The Lord has brought forth our righteousness. Now now he's turned. He's not talking now to America. He's turned now, and specifically he's speaking to the children of Israel. Most of them are scattered all across the globe, and they're going to be regathered in the great outcast return. But he's also speaking specifically to those people that live in Israel. The Lord hath brought forth our righteousness. Come, let us declare in Zion, that's Israel, the work of the Lord our God meaning it's a call for those people that believe in Jesus or those people whose blood represents the children of Abraham. They are going to be called supernaturally by God to move back to his country. Now, if you look at those two verses, he's basically saying, if you're not Christian or if you're not Jew, you might want to go on back to your own country. In other words, go on home, Sonny. But if you are a Christian or if you are of the children of Abraham, then you're going to want to return back to Israel. I'm going to show you Jeremiah 51, verse 50, I believe it is, says, let Jerusalem come into your mind. It's a hint telling you where you want to go. Now, where are you going to go, Stan? Well, <laughs> we will start making plans shortly to move to Israel. The list go on. Verse 11, make bright the arrows, gather the shields. The Lord hath raised up the spirit of the kings of the Medes. Well, who are the Medes? Well, it's the Medes and the Persians. Well, the Medes were Iraq, what is known today, or the Persians was Iran. So that's telling us one of the nations that will be attacking America will be Iraq. Make bright the arrows. In other words, prepare all of those missiles to make certain that they hit their target. Gather the shields. You're going to war against America, against a nation that has fallen. The Lord has raised up the Iraqi people. Wait a minute, Stan, that can't be, because Iraq right now is under our thumb. Iraq is a conquered nation. We've conquered Iraq, right? Uh, well, you know, they're talking about pulling out of the Middle East right now. Let's go on. For its device is against Babylon to destroy it, because it is the vengeance of the Lord, the vengeance of his temple. Now, the only ones in the world that would get his vengeance as a result of his temple, the vengeance from the Lord, in this fashion where he totally destroys their nation is a nation that carries his name, a nation that has bloodied and dirtied and stuck their finger in his eye, and that would be, well, that would be America. Set up a standard upon the walls of Babylon. Now, in all of my 40-some-odd years of researching and teaching Bible prophecy, when I have read that in the Bible, set up the standard, that's what God does just before he destroys a nation. And that's where he is basically raising up the Ten Commandments and saying, how are you measuring up with my laws? And in the answer for America, uh, not so good. Set up a standard upon the walls of Babylon. In other words, let's take a look and see how America is doing at following the laws of Jesus. Not good. Make the watch strong. Set up the watchman. Prepare the ambushes. All right, hang on, hang on. It's saying, watch America closely. Set up watchmen against America. That's what we call send in the spies. You know that they have found where the nuclear missiles are stored in America. They found out the Russian 
airplanes flew by one of our destroyers. This was four or five years ago, and I'm not prepared to tell all the details, but all of a sudden, all of our defenses on this destroyer just stopped. I mean, they were able to basically shut down that destroyer, and that was a real warning. The Russians were trying to warn us that they can take us out any time they want to. I just read an article today that is talking about how Russia is claiming that they can take out America anytime they want to, and they could shut down our GPS. Now, you might be one that would laugh and say, oh, that's foolishness. They can't do that. Well, the problem is that lines up with the prophecies. Let's go on. Set up the watchman. Prepare the ambushes. For the Lord hath devised and done that which he spake against the inhabitants of Babylon. When it says prepare the ambushes, in other words, they've sent in the spies. They know how to turn off our GPS. They know how to turn off our detection. They know how to shut down our missiles. They know how to take us out in one hour, says the prophecies. Verse 13. O thou that dwellest upon many waters, abundant in treasures. Well, just what does America own? Well, not just the 50 states. I'll tell you right now, America controls the world. We rule the world. We do. So when he says, dwellest upon many waters, as talking about America, abundant in treasures, what other nation could you say that about? Canada? No. Mexico? No, 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 no. China? No, no. The only nation that has the average person, the middle class that has any wealth is America. Abundant in treasures, thine end is come, and the measure of thy covetousness. What's covetousness? Covetousness is when you got a lot of money, but all you're doing when you wake up in the morning and all day long and you go to bed at night, all you're doing is try to make more money. It is someone that has made a lot of money, has a lot of things, but still wants to have more, and that's all they care about. Know anybody like that? Yeah, I know a lot of them. So do you. The Lord of hosts has sworn by himself, saying, Surely I will fill thee with men as with caterpillars, and they shall lift up a shout against thee. Well, Stan, that doesn't have anything to do with America. Well, let's look at the southern border. What is happening right now? It used to be that four or 500 people a day crossed over illegally into America. They are saying it's now in the ballpark of 100,000 people are at our borders trying to get in, some 10,000, 20,000 a day. And that may not be exactly the numbers, but the point is, surely I will fill thee with men as with caterpillars. That's what's happening. They're at our southern border. They're sneaking over, under, around, and through. They're doing everything they can to get into our nation. And it's almost like I want to say, you know what? Uh, our nation's about to fall. You don't really want to move here. You don't really want to live here. Surely I will fill thee with men as with caterpillars, and they shall lift up a shout against thee. Well, you know, I saw a protest here. It was probably a year, year and a half ago, where some of these illegal immigrants had the gall to get out and march up and down our streets, holding up our signs, and they were, they were protesting because we weren't giving them enough stuff. What? Verse 15. And he hath made the earth by his power. He hath established the world by his wisdom. And hath stretched out the heaven by his understanding. Meaning, America, I built you, I can destroy you. Now let's jump to Revelation 18, because we have lots to say and very little time to say it. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. 
I personally believe, since I memorized Revelation, that that's probably talking about Michael. If it's not Michael, it is definitely the angel over America. You know that there is an angel over Israel. Matter of fact, each person has an angel. This is probably the angel that is over America. Now, this angel is so powerful, the earth is lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon, that's America, the great. By the way, what is the campaign slogan for Donald Trump? Make America great again. Oh, listen to the scriptures. It's almost exactly. Babylon, the great. God calls America Babylon the Great. Well, if you just replace the word Babylon with America, it really fits, doesn't it? America the Great. Now, let's go on. Babylon the Great is fallen, is fallen. Now, why does it have is fallen in there twice? The Bible does not add extra words to make the book a little thicker so that he can sell it for a little bit higher price. If there is a word there, it means something. So why does it have is fallen, is fallen? Babylon the Great has fallen, has fallen, is found three times in the Bible. That there's two times when America falls. One is when she falls at the beginning of World War III, and the other one at Jesus' return, as in just a day or a day before the, the total destruction, or maybe it's the first part of the destroying of the tares. So one starts World War III, and one is at the conclusion on trumpets when Jesus returns to defeat the tares. One is because the church has sin in it. The second one is because the people have killed the church. The people have killed and shed the blood of saints and prophets that were all that were slain upon the earth. We'll get to that verse here in just a second. Having great power on the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice. You want to know why God is going to destroy America? I'm about to read it. Babylon the great has fallen, has fallen, has become, here it is, the habitation of devils the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. I cannot tell you how many times when I'm watching the news, I quote that verse as I listen to what is going on in my nation that I love. The habitation of devils. What does that mean? That means that people that are demon-possessed, and we're not talking about people that are throwing up green liquid or their eyes are rolling around. We're talking about people that are just mean. I mean, serial killers, serial rapists are all over our nation. Look at what is happening in Chicago. People killing and murdering every place. Habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit. What's a foul spirit? Well, it's not talking about a foul smell. It's talking about people. Yeah, that too. But it's talking about just awful people, just dogged, just crummy people in a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. You ever met somebody that's just hateful? They're just grumpy. You don't like to be around them. They don't, they're just mad at the world, like mad at everything. That's what it's talking about. Just, In other words, the love of the Father is not in, in them. And they aren't there spreading love, joy, and peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. They are just unclean, filthy, foul, hateful people. That's what he's talking about. In other words, people that have never accepted Jesus and are not going to accept Jesus they are a wrecking ball in people's lives. He's saying that our nation has more of them than the good people. For all nations have... Oh, this is another big reason why God's going to destroy us. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of our fornication. What? What is that? What do you mean? Wine of the wrath of our fornication. I believe that that's talking about Hollywood. That's right. 
you know, California. And this is not just the people that make the movies, not just people that make the news, but also people that make the porn, both the audio, the video, as well as the magazines. It's just the filth. The wine of the wrath of our fornication. you got to look at the words to understand what it's saying. Fornication. What does that mean? Well, in our world, we call fornication having sex out of wedlock. That's not what God's talking about. He's saying this is a group of people that cause other people to fall away. To fall away from being a, a Christian, from falling away from reading their Bible, from going to church. And it says the nations, in other words, many nations, for all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of our fornication, means that America has spread her filth through movies, music, printed matter around the world. America used to be the nation that took the Bible to the world. Used to be the nation that took the Bible to the world and was blessed because of it. But today, America is the nation that takes filth to the world. Who makes the movies that corrupt the world? Never forget, I was in uh, an airplane years ago, long before I ever got in the ministry. I was flying to, well, as a matter of fact, flying to Turkey. It was 1991 because we were on a uh, tour with Ron White to go to Turkey to see Noah's Ark, and we did, in fact, go. I was so embarrassed when on the airplane it started showing a movie, an American movie, and it was just filth, and I thought, you know, these Turkish people are watching these filthy American movies. We are corrupting the world. I was embarrassed by the movie on the airplane. That's what it's saying. For all nations have participated in watching the filth that America spews out. That's what it's saying. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. I'll read it again. For all nations have drunk of the wine of her wrath. In other words, wine of her wrath means that God is going to brings justice to this filth. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. It means that the kings of the earth have allowed this filth into the nation, into the movie houses, into the print shops, and they have sold this porn and this smut and this stuff. Now, that's also all of the illicit drugs and things. Anyway, let's go on. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Let's think about it. The average church these days in America is struggling. You look at a new church, and ask me, I've started three of them. You look at a new church, and man, they struggle. They're in this little low, uh, on the low, low, cheap little place, and they can barely make it uh, week to week in their, their rent. But then right down the street, you see this big ballpark, and they spent $60 million, and it's only a high school. Yeah, I'm talking about where I live. They spent $60 million for a football stadium, less than 10 minutes drive from my house. It's a high school, not a, even a college. It's certainly not college. It's certainly not pro. This is for a high school football stadium. Now, where did they find the $60 million? Well, I'll tell you what. It was supposed to be given in ties, a whole lot of it. But you see, people have their priorities out of order in America, so they support the wrong things. And so when it says... And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. It's saying that the kings of the earth have gone along with this. The merchants of the earth have gone along with it. They've made a lot of money. They've money, made money off of the movies, off of the sex, the drugs, the rock and roll, the smut. They've made a lot of money. And 
They are enjoying their delicacies. And that's the reason it cost you what? Uh, what was this? What was this I just heard the other day? Some guy, Trout, you, you sports fans knew about some. I'm not certain. I, I, I want to say it was Michael Trout. I'm not certain. I, I didn't even, never heard it before. A couple of guys were talking Michael Trout, some unbelievably high salary. I think it was baseball. Yeah, baseball. Yeah, yeah. Got a friend here. Baseball. S- s- how much? 60 million? $344 million. $344 million. $344 million to hit a ball around. In the average church, there's churches going out of church. Matter of fact, right next to us, we've had two churches that have gone belly up, literally right next to us in the same shopping center. Yeah, all the time, the merchants of the earth wax rich through the abundance of her delicacies. The devil is making money and the church is falling apart. Why? Because of smut. Why? Because people are more, they'd rather go to a, a movie or to some kind of a sports event than they would go to church. They can tell you more about their phone or than their Bible. They can tell you 7 p.m. Tuesday evening what's on TV, but they can't tell you what time church starts. They can't tell you the name of their pastor. And a lot of them can't even tell you the name of the local church because they don't go. They could care less. They drive right by the sign, don't even look at it. Let's go on. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people that you be not partakers of her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. Now, if this is not talking about a Christian nation, why would it even have that in there? Answer, because it is talking about a Christian nation. This Christian nation, come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins. Now, that's not saying move off from America although that's getting to be a pretty good idea, and there is a time when God will begin to speak to people to move out of this nation, and I don't think it's too long, as in, I don't think it's more than a year or two or three. I think it's very, very soon that's going to happen. But he's saying, stop sinning. If you don't stop sinning, then I'm going to see to it that you are part of these plagues. Verse 5, for her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. That is proving this is talking about America. Well, how do you get America out of that? Okay, this has to be a nation that had their sins covered by the blood of Jesus, only now because they've turned away from Jesus, now their sins of them and their children and their grandchildren that used to be covered by the grandfathers and the fathers before them. Now those sins are no longer covered because they're no longer Christian. They're not going to church. They don't read their Bible. They haven't asked Jesus into their heart. They could care less. All I want to know is what's on TV and where do we go for the next meal, okay? Let's go out to eat. Let's go have fun, 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 fun. So consequently, their sins are now reaching unto heaven. Your sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Reward her. Now, this part you're not going to like. I don't like it. So if I don't like it, I don't think you'll like it either. Reward her even as she rewarded you. Who's that talking to? That part is talking to the good Christian believers within our nation. He's saying that this nation, when it falls, is going to be the Christian killing machine. We're going to flip. Like there's two sides of the coin. As right now, we're a nation that allows the Christians to worship freely. When uh, the America falls, when the Russians take us over, you're going to see the exact opposite. 
you're going to see all of these people that used to tolerate Christianity, then they will get to where they will absolutely not tolerate Christianity. They will not put up with it. They will turn people over, and you will see Christian blood flow in the streets of America. Mark my word. Let's go on. Reward her, even if she rewarded you. Double unto her double according to her works. In the cup which she has filled, filled to her double. Meaning, as America was blessed, curse her all the more. Like right now, everybody says America's greatest nation on earth. What happens? We go from being number one of all the nations, we go to being on the very bottom. It'll be the worst place on the planet to live the day after the Russians attack us with nuclear bombs. Verse 7. How much she has glorified herself and lived deliciously, so much torment and sorrow give her. For she saith in her heart, I sit a queen, and am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death, mourning, and famine. And she should be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. That is the pre-trib rapture doctrine, brothers and sisters. Your pastors are standing up behind the pulpits, and they're saying, Oh, you don't have to worry about all that Daniel Revelation stuff. Don't worry about the end times. Because Jesus could come at any minute. Why, there is no particular prophecy that has to be fulfilled wrong. Before Jesus could return, he could return this very not wrong. And so they're saying you don't have to worry it because you're going to get sucked in the air. You don't have to go through the tribulation. Well, listen to those words again. I sit a queen and I'm no widow and shall see no sorrow. Isn't that what your pastor's telling you? Oh, you don't have to worry about all this. You're going to go in a pre-trib rapture. What, you're not going to see any trouble. Jesus is going to be just sucking you up in the air. You'll be walking down the street one day in the merry, merry month of May, and all of a sudden the skies will split up and Jesus appears, and he pulls you up and you have a wonderful eternity. What is going to be the bubble buster? Is going to be Russia bombing us? Well, surely that would be it. Revelation 6.1 says, And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. And when that seal is open, John said he heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. I wonder if every ear on earth hears the opening of that first seal. Well, absolutely, that's the start of the tribulation, and that for sure will be a bubble buster to all the people that have misunderstood about the pre-trib rapture. Nope. Truth is, not going to be any pre-trib, there's not going to be a mid-trib, there's not going to be a pre-wrath rapture. Nobody is going any place until Jesus returns as the Lion of the tribe of Judah on the last trumpets. And by that time, the judgment is set. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ. And he that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He that is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. No one else gets saved. No one falls away. And that's the day that those people, alive or dead, that have survived that end, that's the day that Jesus returns and we meet him in the air. But I want to be there. I want to be dead about four months before that because I want to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now, I explain all this in my book. If you haven't got my book, you should consider strongly in getting it. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation just as a simple project. Surprisingly, I began to receive information on 30 revelations and two visions beyond what is found in the Bible. 
God showed me a secret door, which is based upon a single word found in Revelation and Leviticus, linking the feasts to the prophecies. When linked, a person enters into an understanding of Bible prophecy not previously known. Even though I've been in the world of Bible prophecy for 40 years, frankly, I did not know anything of what is in this book. One prophetic word described it this way. There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open to you. It will turn so many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Topics are Jesus returns on what feast? The secret of the feasts. Who are the two witnesses? What is the morning star? The judgment seat explained. The great white throne explained. The nations explained. What is the shout? And the parables explained. Seals, trumpets, and vials go in what order? Two amazing prophecy charts on the back flap, 12 inches by 9 inches. Imagine a book on prophecy that brings a fresh, new, accurate perspective. I don't want you to get one book for $20. I want you to get five books for $30 or 10 for $55. It's called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, available at prophecyclub.com. The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. One for 20. No, 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 don't do that. You want to get five for 30 or the best deal, 10 for 55. Prophecyclub.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for your gifts of support. God bless.